0: Log Talk Radio.
1: I'm your host, Janice Tannell, for today, Sunday, July 22nd. Thank you guys for tuning in to tonight's show. Tonight is all about the beauty news. We have this week's um, beauty news, um, and we're going to share that with you guys. But just want to remind everyone that if you want to be a part of tonight's conversation, um, or if you have a comment or question, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914 914- 803-4399. <clears throat> now normally I would divert it over to Denise to give beauty news, but since tonight's show is all about the beauty news, we will um, be right back right
0: after this. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Denise and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating ten years, and we simply want to say. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversation, beauty, and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist, Ray Morris. James Vincent, V Neil, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter-Narcisse, Tim Buchanan, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, AJ Crimson, Michael DeVellis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, Beauty Talk Online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going, and we know you are too.
1: All right. Again, thank you for joining us. And just a follow-up to that Beauty Talk 10 ad, thank you to so many people around the world who made this 10 years um, happen for us. Thank you for tuning in Sunday night after Sunday night to all of our listeners around the world, those of you who are in the U.K., in all parts of Africa, all parts of Asia, Asia <coughs> excuse me, Australia. You name it, you guys are listening and tuning in, and for that we say thank you, thank you, thank you. The big shout-out to Kelly Aven, She's the voice of our ads here on this show. Um, She's a radio host in Maryland, so thank you so much to Kelly for all that she does for the show. Um, Again, so just wanted to jump back in uh, to say to you guys that tonight we we have the beauty news of the week for you guys, and I'm going to turn it over to Denise so that she can greet you and get it all started. Good evening, everyone, and thank you again for joining the show. And speaking about our listeners um, all around the world, uh, I just want to recap where the majority of our listeners came from uh, just from last week. Up to this point, of course, we have listeners coming from here in the United States, but we have um, a big increase of listeners coming from Australia. So we thank you all in Australia and, um, of course, the United Kingdom, which is a One of our favorite places, so thank you uh, to our listeners in the UK. And then uh, the Bahamas and the Czech Republic. We're starting to see an increase in listeners uh, there as well, so we thank you all uh, for joining us here on Beauty Talk. So I just want to start off uh, with a little news because uh, a little news from Pro Beauty because um, we're always talking about um, Pro Beauty, um, the Professional Beauty Association, which, you know. It's called uh, Pro Beauty, and so we're always giving you guys news from uh, PBA, and so I just want to talk a little bit about um, membership to PBA. Um, It's pretty simple, pretty easy, Um, very inexpensive, Um, and it's basically United by Beauty, membership that's right for you. Um, uh, PBA pretty much has a a little over 100,000 members strong. Um, They exist to elevate, unite, and serve the beauty industry and the professionals who improve people's lives. Um, PBA is a community-led nonprofit membership organization with members and a board of directors um, representing licensed professionals, salons, manufacturers, distributors, schools, and students. And so you always hear um, us mentioning licensing and things like that. So PBA is um, an advocate for Uh, licensed professionals and and making sure that um, each of the states here in the United States um, keeps their licenses um, in the beauty industry. So whether you're a licensed cosmetologist, a licensed nail tech, licensed barber, um, you name it. Um, And hopefully PBA can even help bring back the license for makeup artists. I mean, who knows? But, um, you know, if you're a licensed esthetician, you know, they, 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 Our advocates on behalf of all, excuse me, of all of those professions. So, it's very important uh, to be a part of uh, an organization like PBA um, to pretty much protect you as a, um, as a, uh, you know, licensed individual. And so, basically, they have three levels of membership. They have a basic e-member level, which is totally free. Then they have a preferred individual uh, membership, which is fifty dollars a year. And then they have a business uh, membership, which is $175 um, a year, and that's pretty much for your uh, salons and things like that. And so the salons, um, if you get that business membership, then all of the people that work for that particular salon will automatically become members for free. So, again, there's the basic e-member, which is free, the preferred individual membership, which is $50 a year, Um, And then the business level, which is $175. And so for more information on uh, PBA and how you can become a member, and also if you are interested in becoming a state captain and helping PBA uh, represent um, professionals in your particular state, you can go to ProBeauty.org. That's ProBeauty.org. There's no need to uh, put the www in front of that, but just ProBeauty.org. And then coming up um, a little later, I want to say next week on July 29th, um, <clears throat> there's the uh, 2018 Celebration of Naha. Um, there's, um, Naha is pretty much the North American Hairstyling Awards, and so every year in July um, there's a celebration all week, it's PBA, Pro Week, and then they end up the week with the Naha celebration. And um, there's a, I want to say about 12 or 13 categories for hairstylists, um, I think there's one category for nail techs, and maybe one to two categories for makeup artists. But uh, that competition is one of the biggest competitions um, in the country for uh, hair and nails and and makeup. So um, that takes place July 29th and at, at the Mandalay Bay uh, Resort and Spa in uh, Las Vegas. And I want to see. I want to see if I can. Um, give you the names of some of the finalists here, and I'm just going to choose a couple of categories, because it's a it's a bunch of categories, yeah, it's about 14 categories, so I'm going to choose Makeup Artist of the Year, and see um, what we have here. So for Makeup Artist of the Year, and excuse me if I don't pronounce these names correctly, but um, the two finalists, no, there's about, hold on, there's about four finalists in that category. And there's Darina Barikina from Jacksonville, Florida. And then there's David Matarik, and he's from New York. There's Tiaja Pierre. Denver Colorado and then there's Caitlin Simpkins from Denver Colorado as well then there's Isidro Valencia from Louisville Kentucky and they're all finalists for um, makeup artists of the year those are the, um, the finalists for makeup artists of the year five finalists so to see those uh, to see their entries the photos for their entries of their work you can go to, again, probeauty.org forward slash N-A-H-A gallery, probeauty.org forward slash N-A-H-A gallery, and you can see the finalists for the Makeup artists of the Year and um, what their work looks like. Cool. Okay, and then we have, yeah, we have the Indie Beauty Expo, which is returning to New York. Um, the Indie Beauty Expo actually takes place also in London, um, LA, New York, and I want to say there's one other location, but they're coming back to New York, August 22nd through the 23rd. Okay, and there's two different um, there's two different days for the expo. There's a shop indie and the trade indie, and the shop indie takes place on Wednesday, August 22nd, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. So it's just four hours. Um, that's at Pier 36 at 299 South Street in New York City. Okay, the show, the show is open to the general public on that day, on the Shop Indie Day. The show is open to the general public. And then on the Trade Indie Day, which is Thursday, August 23rd, that's open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and that's reserved for industry professionals only. Again, that's the Pro Only Day um, on Thursday, August 23rd. It's reserved for industry professionals. And you can apply to attend the show as a buyer or as press. And this basically grants you access to both days. So if you're an indie industry professional, then you can attend the show on both days. Nice. I just wanted to uh, let me let me just give you let me just give a quick uh, website on that for more information on that and for how to get tickets. That's indiebeautyexpo.com. Again, indie i n d i beautyexpo.com. Do that one more time because I'll put it out on uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, Sure. That's IndieBeautyExpo.com. It takes place August 22nd through the 23rd in New York City. Okay. I'll put that out on Twitter while we're doing the show. Um, I just want to follow up um, with what you were saying about the PBA State Captains. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you who are, who are PBA members and you're definitely interested, you can go uh, send an email directly to Bridget Sharp, and she's the manager of government affairs for PBA. And her email mm-hmm. is Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T, at org. So, again, that's B-R-I-D-G-E-T, at ProBeauty.org. That's Bridget Sharp, and she's the manager of government affairs. And both my sister and I are state captains um, for PBA. And so, you know, for those of you who just want to know more about all, you know, how all levels of government have an impact on the beauty industry, something that a lot of us didn't even really know, um, you can learn more about that as a PBA state captain, Um, especially if you want to be a part of the solution You definitely will need to be a state captain. We are the first people that, um, like the first point of contact, I should say, for, you know, um, state boards of cosmetology, Um, some of those government um, representatives and officials. We're the first line of contact in the beauty industry. So definitely if you're interested, contact Bridget. Just wanted to kind of give her um, an exact email for them to um, for them to use um also just wanted to mention um you you mentioned the 29th and just wanted to tell everybody out there listening on the 29th which is next sunday we will have a, as a guest on our show a makeup artist and hairstylist d'angelo thompson um D'Angelo is a New York City-based makeup artist and groomer, and he works for national and international brands as well as personal clients. Um, as a, <clears throat> excuse me, um, as a professional, D'Angelo's expertise extends to beauty, bridal, editorial, commercial, film, and TV. Um, he is a daytime Emmy Award winner for outstanding hairstyling and then he was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Makeup. And some of you are probably, for those of you who are in the industry, um, and wondering, wait a minute, how can he be nominated for makeup and win for hair? And that's because D'Angelo is a member of IOC Local 706, as well as a member of IOC Local 798. So for those of you who are who work in film and TV, you know that you can only have one designation. Um, you know you can't do hair and makeup, so you have to choose one. So I'm assuming that in 706 he may be, you know, hair, and then 798 he may be makeup or vice versa. I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> but again, he is a daytime Emmy Award winner winner for outstanding hair. And he has been nominated for an Emmy for makeup. But he's our guest next week on the 29th, 9 p.m. right here on Beauty Talk. So make sure you tune in and check him out. He's also the author of a new book that just came out this year called Enhanced Beauty for Teens. And I didn't know this, but he also – And back in 2016, he authored a book called Enhanced Beauty. Okay, so make sure you tune in to check D'Angelo out. All right, I just wanted to uh, also give you, report on some news from around the world. Okay, um... This was kind of cute, I thought. Um, a lot of my news was coming out of London. I thought this was kind of cute, uh, <clears throat> that the the London Evening Standard uh, will report on Meghan Markle. Um, recently, Markle took a trip to Ireland. She had an entourage of, like, 11 people, assistants, press, you know, program coordinators, hairstylists. But the only person that was missing from the group was, Her makeup artist. And her makeup artist is celebrity makeup artist Daniel Martin, and he has said, since becoming a member of the royal family, Megan now does all of her beauty looks herself.
0: I can Hmm. believe that,
1: and I can definitely believe (laughs) that she would be doing it. Because you could just about imagine, she's wearing very little makeup now. Mm Mm-hmm why would she have to bring mm-hmm. an artist to do very little makeup, you know? I mean, if she if she's wearing lashes, she can do those herself. Um, it's, it's, I mean, at some point, every actress, every woman, well, not every woman, woman, but most women eventually learn how to do their own makeup, you know, just the basics. Mm-hmm. So for her, that's, that's pretty much all she needs. Yeah, for the most part. And, then, and he um, and he he pretty much set the tone for what how her look was going to be for here on out, you know, at her wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, of course, she's going to have makeup on the wedding, but you're right. He pretty much set the tone for what it's going to be. It's definitely beautiful, um, but now she, you know, she does it. Um, she's doing it doing it on her own, so. That was pretty interesting. Most people would probably think that she would have her, you know, that part of that entourage would be a makeup artist just as well as a hairstylist, but just a hairstylist. So that's, yeah, that, that almost seems, seems, that almost, in my opinion, that almost seems um, like a waste of money. Like for, I mean, I understand for like events and and you know, and I'm sure she's meeting people every day, but. To have a makeup artist do your makeup every day for, you know, it's not Hollywood anymore, you know what I mean? So it's that whole idea of what she looks like is no longer, um, you know, is no longer, I'm not going to say it's no longer significant, but it's no longer, you know, her main concern, you know what I mean? Like she's not on the red carpet, she she's you know mm-hmm. she's gotta be presentable, she's gotta be presentable, yes, but makeup is not it's not gonna be the focus right and in this situation, it's not you know she's doing her own now, and i guess I guess she'll still be called in for like special events, maybe, but special events, I guess um traveling to Ireland wasn't special enough for her to have somebody but <laughs> and I guess he's referring to when he say beauty looks, I'm guess he's I'm guessing he's referring to her her everyday appearances. You know, maybe yeah. if she was going to maybe if she was going to another royal wedding or something like that, she would have a makeup artist. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Right. <laughs> And maybe um, not. And maybe she'll do it herself <laughs> again. <laughs> yes, yeah, you never know. Well, if she's been doing it herself, she's been doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's been doing a pretty good job. Um, also, according to the London Evening uh, Standard, you know, Rihanna has been traveling um, throughout the UK with her fancy beauty pop-up shops, and. Mm-hmm. There's one coming the 28th and 29th, so that's next Saturday and Sunday in Belfast, U.K., um, and that's going to be at the Custom House Square. The main focus of her pop-up shop is on her new Moroccan Spice Palette and Eye Collection. Have you seen those? I think, I, yes, I have. I've seen, and I've seen a couple of bloggers, um, uh, their reviews on, on the palette. It's a beautiful palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds like it would be. And then also speaking of the UK, save the date for for you, you fashion lovers, save the date for London Fashion Week. It takes place um, from the fourteenth through the eighteenth of September. And if you want to find out more information, follow at London Fashion WK on Twitter. That's at London Fashion WK on Twitter.
0: and we will be right we'll be right back 1294. That's 818 691 1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right, we are back. Um, did you have anything else
1: from the news that you wanted to share? Sure do. Um, just basically as a quick reminder though, uh, I'm at um, LA. Which takes place next year. I think it's uh, January twelfth uh, through, thir- through the fifteenth, um, twenty nineteen, in Los Angeles. Um, tickets are on sale right now. <laughs> so, yeah. for those of you who love to who love to be early birds and to get your tickets, tickets are on sale right now for IMATS LA. And also, please do not forget um, tickets for IMAX Atlanta. If you're in the Atlanta area or traveling from surrounding states or another country just to attend IMAX Atlanta, you can definitely get tickets for that right now as well. And that takes place uh, November 18th through 19th. Um, uh, let's see, what else can I was say about IMAX Atlanta? Oh, we are doing uh, we are doing a class on uh, clean beauty for actors of color. Um, Atlanta has a lot of film and television um, being produced and shot here in Atlanta. So we decided to do a class for um, for makeup for actors. So if you are interested in clean beauty for um, actors of color, then you uh, can attend our class on that Saturday, and we'll be giving out more information uh, on that as, um, as the time draws near. But then also we will be doing an in-booth demo with um, – Ben Nye Cosmetics, so we will be doing a, uh, an in-booth uh, demo for them on Sunday afternoon around 12 o'clock at the Ben Nye booth. And then right. also, okay. I wanted to um, give a little bit of news on any nominations that were announced for 2018. And this, is, this will be, of course, as it relates to uh, hair makeup. And so I will give uh, those nominations. So bear with me, please, because um, there are quite a bit of names. Um, a lot of people have listed a lot of names on their, um, for their nominations. So here are the nominees in the makeup and hairstyling category. Um, these are listed as they appear on the Emmy website. Um, Outstanding Makeup for a Single Camera Series, Non-Prosthetic, Game of Thrones, uh, the episode is The Dragon and the Wolf on HBO. Um, makeup department head, Jane Walker, and makeup artist, Kay Bilk. Then we have uh, four other makeup artists listed, Mariana Kurasu, Pamela Smith, Kate Thompson, and Nicola Matthews. Also in that category, uh, Makeup for Single Camera Series Non-Prosthetic, Glow. That's a new show that's out this year. Uh, Money's in the Chase is the episode on Netflix. Um, department head makeup is Lena Horachowski, Maureen Burt, is key makeup artist, Lisa Nilsson duff makeup artist, Melissa Buell, makeup artist, and Christina Frisch, makeup artist. Also in that category, The Handmaid's Tale for Hulu. Burton LeBlanc, department head makeup artist, Talia Ringold key makeup artist, and Erica Casares makeup artist. This is us, NBC. A lot of people love that show. Uh, department head makeup artist, Zoe Hay. Heather Plott, assistant department head makeup artist. Uh, Louis Garcia, makeup artist. Elizabeth Hole Chang, makeup artist. And Tanya McComas, makeup artist. Vikings, uh, History Channel. Tom Henry, department head makeup artist. Um, key makeup artist, Katie Durwin. Um, And then four other makeup artists listed. I won't read those names. It's going to make it really long. (laughs) Uh, In that category as well, uh, Westworld, HBO, Elisa Marsh. Okay, I know Elisa, department head makeup artist. Key makeup artist, Alan Apone. I know Alan as well. Uh, Rachel Hope makeup artist. John Damiani, makeup artist. Ron Pipes, makeup artist. And I know Ken Diaz, makeup artist. Outstanding makeup for a multi-camera series or special, non-prosthetic. Dancing with the Stars, ABC. Zena Schitzel, department head makeup artist. Zena is a friend to this show. She's the creator of the Z palette. Then we have Angela Muz, key makeup artist. Uh, Pamela Ramsey-Bortoli, makeup artist. Sarah Wolf, makeup artist. Julie Sokash, makeup artist. And Donna Bard, makeup artist. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, live in concert on NBC. Uh, Department head makeup artist is Joe DeLude. Uh, Key makeup artist, Angela Johnson. Uh, makeup artist, Malagras Medina Sidera, Makeup artist, Lasagna Gunter. Makeup artist, Margie Duran. And makeup artist, Andrew Sotomayor. RuPaul's Drag Race, VH1. Makeup artist, Nicole Faulkner. Uh, Jen Fergozo, makeup artist, Natasha Marcelina, makeup artist, and David Petruccian, personal makeup artist. Saturday Night Live on NBC, Louisa Carian, department head makeup artist, Amy Tagliamonte, key makeup artist, Jason Milani, key makeup artist, and three other makeup artists listed there. The Voice, uh, NBC, Darcy Gilmore, department head makeup artist. Christine Bernard, key makeup artist, and two other makeup artists listed there. Outstanding makeup for a limited series of movies, non prosthetic. Um, on Effects Networks, we have Aaron Kruger McKesh, department head makeup artist. Uh, assistant department head makeup artist is Kim Ayers, um, Michael McKesh, assistant department head makeup artist, Sylvina Knight, makeup artist, and Carly Herbert, additional makeup artist. The assassination of Gianni Versace on Effects na- uh, Networks. Aaron Kruger-McKesh again, Department Head Makeup Artist. Uh, Robin Buchesny, Department Head Makeup Artist. And then four other makeup artists listed. Uh, Genius Picasso, National Geographic Channel. David, uh, Davina Lamont, Department Head Makeup Artist. Hayden Bloomfield, Key Makeup Artist. Uh, Sandra Biro, Key Makeup Artist. And Sylvia Homala, Makeup Artist. The Last Tycoons. Uh, Prime Video, Lena Horchowski, Department Head Makeup Artist, Maureen Burke, Key Makeup Artist, and about eight more listed as makeup artists on that show. Um, Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup for a a limited series, movie or special, Effects uh, Network, American Horror Story, Uh, Aaron Kruger-McKesh, Department Head Makeup Artist, um, Michael McKesh, Special Makeup Effects Assistant Department Head. Um, okay, that's a new uh, title Special Makeup Effects Assistant Department Head. Okay. Kim Ayers, Makeup Artist, and about five or six more makeup artists listed there. But prosthetic designer was David Leroy Anderson. The assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story Effects Network. Aaron Kruger-McKesh, Department Head Makeup Artist. Michael McKesh, Special Makeup Effects Assistant, Department Head. Okay. Um, Game of Thrones, The Dragon and the Wolf, HBO. Jane Walker, Department Head. Paul Spateri, Special Makeup Effects Artist. Emma Falks, Special Makeup Effects. And Barry Gower, Prosthetic Designer. Star Trek, Discovery. And CBS, you have Glenn Hetrick. Special Makeup Effects Department Head. We know Glenn from um, what's the show with the prosthetic um, competition face reality off. show?
0: Face, face off, off. Yes,
1: Glenn Hetrick is, yeah, is a judge on Face Off. Glenn Hetrick, Special Makeup Effects Department Head. James McKinnon, Special Makeup Effects Department Head. Okay, and then we have uh, ooh, about four other. Um, special makeup effects, and additional makeup effects artists. We have prosthetic designer Neville Page, and then prosthetic designer Michael O'Brien. Westworld, HBO, Justin Raleigh, department head makeup artist Kevin Kirkpatrick, co-department head makeup artist, um, makeup effects artist Tom Flutes, um, prosthetic designer Michael Ezel, Steve Koch, outstanding hairstyling for a single-camera series. Okay, this is getting long, so I' read I'm going to read, one or, I'm going to read uh, one or two from this category, and then I'll move on. Uh, outstanding hairstyling for a single camera series, "The Crown um, on Netflix, Department head hairstylist, Ivana Primarat. you have Game of Thrones, HBO, Department head hairstylist, Kevin Alexander. Key hairstylist, Candace Banks. Glow on Netflix. Teresa Rivers, department head hairstylist. Valerie Jackson, key hairstylist. Okay, outstanding hairstyling for a multi-camera series of special. Dancing with the Stars, ABC. The department head hairstylist, Kimmy Messina. Key hairstylist, Gail Ryan. And then you have a list of four additional hairstylists. Jesus Christ Superstar, NBC. Department head hairstylist, Charles LaPointe, co-department head hairstylist, Kevin Naby. Um, Then you have Saturday Night Live, NBC. Department head hairstylist, Jody Mancuso, key hairstylist, Jennifer Serio. And then we have a list of four other uh, hairstylists. And The Voice, um, NBC, Geraldine Stevens, department head hairstylist, Megan Herrera, Shaft is the key hairstylist. Outstanding hairstyling for a limited series or movie, my last category. Department head hairstylist, Michelle Seglia. Assistant department head hairstylist, Samantha Wade. Um, The assassination of Gianni Versace on FX Network. Department head hairstylist, Chris Clark. Key hairstylist, Natalie Driscoll. And I'm going to stop there. And if you are interested in seeing... um, these uh, categories and all other categories outside of hair and makeup, you can go to uh, Emmys.com, or you can visit just for the list of hair and makeup, you can visit MakeupMag.com for the Emmy nomination list for hair and makeup uh, categories. All right. I just want to quickly, before we move on, um, I have a couple saved dates um, for some future uh, shows or upcoming shows, rather, um, mm-hmm. here in the country. And I just want to make mention of two shows that have changed their dates, um, dates, and some have even changed the dates and the location. So just quickly, um, the Makeup Show Orlando, September 15th through the 16th in Orlando, Florida. You also have the Face of and Body and, uh, show in Northern California, and that's August 26th through the twenty eighth in San Jose, California. You have the um, <clears throat> the Millennium Experience in Scottsdale, Arizona, September thirtieth through October second. The Beauty Classic in Columbus, Ohio, October seventh through the eighth. And then um, one of the shows that I wanted to mention um, that changed their date and location. For those of you who have been following the Face and Body Southeast show, I think this would be the actually the actual second year um, here in Atlanta. Uh, <clears throat> originally they had the, the show for October 7th through the 9th at the Cobb Galleria. Well, that will no longer be. Um, they've changed their date to March 17th and 18th of 2019. So there won't be a Face and Body show uh, Southeast this year. It's moving to March 17th through 18th, 2019, at the Georgia World Congress Center at the Advanced Education Conference and Exhibit Hall. Okay, so again, the uh, Face and Body Southeast um, Spa Expo Conference that's put on by Skin Inc. will no longer be in October of 2018. It's moved to March 17th through 18th of 2019, and it's moved to the Georgia World Congress Center. So as that show um, gets near, we'll have more information um, to share with you guys on that. And then um, there's another show listed here, and that is, let's see, Care Summit, they have it listed as September 23rd through the 24th of this year, but that date has changed, and it's changed to September 30th through October 1st, okay? Um, September 30th, and that's located here in Atlanta as well. The Atlanta Marriott Buckhead Hotel and Conference Center is where that's going to take place, okay? And that um, the Hair Plus Summit is uh, put on by Modern Salon, So as those dates, you know, get closer, we'll have more information on them, and you'll have the exact dates. But for those of you who are listening and would like to attend, um, those are the new dates for both of those shows. Okay. And congratulations goes out to Pat McGrath. Her makeup line is now worth $1 billion. Did you hear about that? Yes, I did. So that's awesome news for Pat, and everybody's comparing, you know, comparing it to Kylie uh, Jenner, whose, whose brand is, uh, I think a brand is worth $800 million. um, Yeah, about $800 million. And they both kind of started uh, the same year. And so they're saying now she's worth more, and people are making a big deal because uh, Kylie was on the cover of Forbes magazine, and uh, I think Forbes called her, like, the youngest um, – self-made millionaire or something like that, or self-made billionaire ever. She will say that she's basically, um, basically she's headed to being like the youngest self-made billionaire. And people are debating whether or not she's self-made or not, which to me, honestly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, you know, people are <laughs> making a big deal about the fact that, you know, she already had money. Okay, yes, yeah, she did. She already had money. She can't help that she was born into the family that she was born into. So what? She had money. But she did the right, right things with her money. You know what I'm saying? She put in the work to create her brand. She's smart. She used social media. You know, she used herself as her brand. And, you know, she sold a lot of cosmetics. You can't blame the girl for that. You know what I mean? So, you know, congratulations to Kali as well. But we're talking Absolutely. about... Uh, <laughs> You know, we're talking about Pat McGrath tonight, and so um, congratulations again goes out to, uh, to uh, Pat. Her brand is now being valued at one, uh, $1 billion. The brand received a $60 million minority investment from Urazo Brands, and so that's what's um, making her brand valued at a little over a billion dollars right now. So, you know, she found an investor that believed in, believed in her and believed in her brand and what her brand could do. So congratulations again, going out to uh, Pat McGrath. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like all nothing these to... years, you know, all these all these years she's contributed to uh, so many other different brands, and now to finally have her own and it's doing so well. Absolutely, there's no, and there's nothing to do, to debate on, on either one, um, Pat or Kylie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. There's nothing to debate. So. Uh, congratulations to the both of them, and I'm I'm happy to see Pat's uh, brand doing so well. And um Absolutely. you know, I think you know I, I feel like we see a lot of these debates happening now with these people and their brands. I, I really think Rihanna did a number on everybody. You know what I mean? Like she did, she did. <laughs> I mean, she come, she, really, you know, she came <laughs> out with this, this, this wide range, uh, you know, of foundations, and now everyone's going crazy. And I don't know. Congratulations to her too. Why not? Um, right. <laughs> I'm happy about it. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> Yes, I have a um another story um about another brand which I love this brand. I love the owner of the brand. I've known her for a long time now. We've worked together uh, quite a few times and I'm a big supporter of her brand. But Beauty Blender, Beauty Blender just recently announced that they were coming out um with a range of foundations, a liquid foundation. I think it's I think it's like 33 or 37 colors. So now it's like everyone, since Rihanna came out, Fenty Beauty came out with all of their colors, everybody's coming out with, you know, 30 plus colors, 35 plus colors. And um, sometimes I still have to ask the question, is that necessary? You know, I don't think it's a matter of coming out with so many colors as it is to coming out with the right colors. But, you know, that's another topic. That's another topic. But um, they announced, Beauty Blender announced that they um, were coming out with their range of uh, liquid foundations. The packaging is absolutely beautiful, gorgeous packaging in my opinion. Um, but when you saw the photo that they used to represent, um, you know, the product that they were coming out with, you didn't really see too many darker or deeper colors. And that caused um, some concern on social media. You know, people uh, complained about them having so much in the range, so many colors in the range, but not, you know, not having the right colors in the range. And so I wanted to read a little bit about um, something that I saw on Facebook on the In My Kit group page that Kevin uh, James Bennett wrote kind of about that whole, um, this whole topic, okay? So I'm going to read Kevin's words. Um, It says, let's talk about the tidal wave of new complexion products, foundations and concealers, flooding the color cosmetic marketplace. And that's so true. It, It really does seem like a tidal wave. It's like everybody's coming out with a foundation. It says, I'm going to weigh in as a product development consultant who is presently at a Houston lab working on a complexion product, not as a makeup artist. At the moment, everyone is questioning the vision used to create the Beauty Blender Foundation range, so I'll address that first. My two cents. The range is not well balanced. It's apparent that the colors were worked out using spreadsheets and brand color comparisons by a marketing department, not an R&D department. So that's research and development. Okay, okay. Sadly, many cosmetic companies create their skin tones by gauging the success of colors from competitors and merely reproduce the shades, even if they aren't well-balanced colors. It's all about the sales numbers. Companies order sales and comp, which is comparison reports, from market research groups like NPD M- Group. These reports provide sales breakdowns showing marketing departments, um, the competition's bestsellers, and safe bets to create for a favorable sales return. These colors are typically in the light to medium range, which is why companies pay much more attention to those shades. The extra pale, deep, and extra deep ranges are not given as much consideration because these marketers don't don't see sales figures that back up the need and expense to create them. And let me just stop right there. He said the extra pale because that's something that we don't pay attention. People don't pay attention to. People are always thinking about the deeper colors, but we never really think about there are women out there who are pale, very pale, who can't find their shade either. So let's not forget that. So again, he says the extra pale, deep, and extra deep ranges are not given as much consideration because marketers don't see sales figures that back up the need and expense to create them. And this is so, so true. Even in years past when you really didn't see, when you saw brands that didn't have any dark colors at all, like the darkest color would be Halle Berry's complexion, and you wonder why they didn't have dark shades. Well, this is the reason right here. I find this excuse unsupported by reality. If the colors aren't available, of course you won't see sales figures that support them. Exactly. And the practice of copying existing colors based on sales as opposed to using new technology to create better shades across the board is infuriating to developers like myself. I think the $18 billion global color cosmetic industry can do better. What do you think? So that was Kevin's take um, on the Beauty Blender uh, shade range. To be honest, I, I have to leave it right there. I totally agree with what he's saying. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a shame. You know, it's a shame that, that things are the way they are. It's a shame that brands are, are basically, like you said, copying colors of their competitors. You know, whatever the competitors are selling the most of, then let's make that. Knowing darn well there's a need for more than that. And again, like I said a few minutes ago, I just really feel like Rihanna and the success of her brand got a lot of lines just going crazy. Now I'm I'm not comparing what Beauty Blender is doing to Rihanna and I'm you know, with Rihanna. I'm just simply saying that in general I feel like a lot of lines since Rihanna released her collection and it was so well received, so popular. Everybody's buying it, everybody wants it. And and now now I feel like some brands who never had a very wide range, are all now trying to step up and create all of these colors. And, it, and to me, it's not about there's a need and we want to address that need. It's more about, oh, we see how well it sells, you know. And for Rihanna, it may have been because there's a need before a lot of others. They see how well it sells, and so now they want to go and jump in and create all all these shades. Um, <clears throat> Kevin has a very valid point, you know. It all makes sense, everything that he's saying um, in general. Um, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what was behind the decision for Beauty Blender to make the shades that they made. Because um, <clears throat> to be honest with you, when i saw the 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 post about the colors um i was just paying more attention to like you said the packaging and i watched the i watched the um her daughter on, on one you know put the foundation on um and i was just mainly looking at the foundation not necessarily like the whole range i knew that it was a lot of colors they said it was what was it like 32 shades or something like that and so at that point i wasn't mm-hmm. even really looking at what the colors were. It was like 32. There's got to be a lot of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I wasn't paying attention to right. how many dark, how many dark, you know what I mean? Because, um, you know, eventually when it comes out in the store and you get to go in and test and play, you know, you'll see if it all makes sense or not. Um, feel like, you know, for years, brands, you know, did not have shades that included darker skin tones just like you said the darkest would be Halle Berry and you know how light she is so you know it just wasn't on people's mind and and it's you know like I said before on another show I used to be upset about that like how come brands don't make you know colors for darker shades for women of color and then you know I realized I think and I'm not mistaken I believe it was Trish McAvoy who said that's not who she makes her line for and then it all really made sense to me, you know, darker skin tones or yeah. women of color are not who some of these brands are making their, their products for. And that, and they go in with that attitude, with that mindset. And so I thought about it. I was like, you know what, you can't be upset at that. So that's why people of color make products and, pro- and color ranges for people of color. And so, With that being said, now all of a sudden some of those same brands who didn't address darker skin tones or or, or skin tones for, for people of color, now all of a sudden they're jumping in and they're making these shades. So to me, after all these years, these big brands haven't been addressing the needs for people of color, and now all of a sudden they're all making these shades, it sounds like money to me they mm-hmm. see what's selling and they want to jump in and get a piece of the action. That's just my take, you know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. what can you say? Yeah. I mean, I was reading an article, yeah. I was reading an article today um, talking about Nigeria's, um, they're the next big beauty destination. And it talked about yeah, how and this is, a and, lot of. And this has been happening for a while now with Nigeria. Absolutely, and they talk about how a few years ago how, you know, a lot of the big brands started to slowly but surely, you know, come into Nigeria. And, you know, um, I believe it was, was it Maybelline? I'm trying to think which one of those companies it was. I don't want to say the wrong company, but I do believe it was like, it was in, in the article I believe it was Maybelline, so a representative from Maybelline, and then there was a representative from Mac. Um, that was doing a lot of the talking um, in the um, in the article, and I know that they talked about the different regions of Nigeria. And they said, you know, in the the north of Nigeria, there's a large Muslim population, and so mm-hmm. you know, in that part of the uh, the country, you know, they're very interested in the eyes and the nails. So yes. when they came out with the, they came out with a certain type of liner. And they put it in the stores in in North Nigeria. It like sold out instantly. And then they talk about how, um, you know, in other parts of Nigeria, you know, in the the urban Nigerian woman, you know, you know, they're interested in what's going on in New York, in London, in Paris. You know what I mean? And so, you know, local designers are making you know fashions and splashes. You know, like at the the Lagos Fashion and Design Week, and then you got Nollywood, um, so all of those facts. So they, you know, they love all the color that's out. And so, of course, uh-huh. in that part of Nigeria, in that part of Nigeria, like Ruby Woo, is the number one selling Mac lipstick, hands down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's just like the different regions of Nigeria. You know, they're looking for different things, but Nigeria has you know, has gotten really, really popular when it comes to makeup. And so Maybelline had said that they started to move into Africa a few years ago, but, mm-hmm. but when they got there, you know, they started just pushing some of their other products, but when they got there, they really couldn't push that foundation until they, until they developed more shades. Gotcha. So it's like, they're going. They're going into Nigeria because they're seeing how, you know, how popular Nigeria is when it comes to cosmetics. But yet they had to pump the brakes because they they weren't prepared when it right. came to the foundations. You know, so it's just right. like my thing is, what made them want to go to Nigeria in the first place? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you know if you're going to go, you're going to be prepared. But they they went in, and they saw okay, we can't go with our foundations. Right. So, so it just tells me, like, you know, you see what's going on when it comes in this beauty culture. You see what's going on, and you see that everybody's pushing toward Africa. So you want to jump on the bandwagon because you're thinking dollars. Right. And then you get there, and you're like, okay, you know, we can't come in here <laughs> with a with a bang until we have the colors that we need. So I just right. I just feel like, you know, it's it's all about, selling, you know, money. Um, they want to make money, and I get it. But at the end of the day, because I've seen so much on social media from other artists, and I'm not going to say names, but just artists who make comments, you know, every all the artists out there who have brands, you know, you have artists, you have artists of color who make products for women of color, um, particularly black women, and then you have other artists who make comments because it's. I feel like now when black artists, and some people may be upset about this, but I feel like when black artists say they can do or they have something that works great for women of color, then there's other artists out there who want to jump I want to say, hey, well, I can do that, too. You know what I mean? I might mm-hmm. not be an artist of color, but I can do the same thing. And nobody's disputing that. But I mm-hmm. felt like when I saw, I saw a comment that somebody made on another artist's page and I thought it was so wrong, for one, one if you feel like you can do it, too, that's great. Or if you – I feel like don't go on somebody else's page and even make comments like, I can do it and I can do it just as well. That's not even necessary. Right you know if you can do it show that you can do it and let that be the end of it but i just feel like i feel like now you know when you have all of these artists of color who've been pushing their lines for years and and um just just trying to provide options for women of color and now all of a sudden everybody's doing it but a lot of the ones mm-hmm. but a lot of there's a lot of bigger brands now and people pay attention more to big brands Mm -hmm. But the smaller brands have been Mm -hmm. trying, have been doing it for years and targeting just people of color where the bigger brands, they have the money to come out with the 32 shades. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's Uh, it's an interesting industry that we're in. It's, you know, but it's so funny because, you know, you see it, you know, sometimes you feel like it's changing, you know, and it's going in a better place, and then you look again and you're like, oh, my gosh, we've taken 10 steps backwards. But I think exactly. time, things will change. People will get set up. Yeah. The general consumer will start to, you know, to take a look at what they're spending their money on. Um, right. It's, I think it's important that we continue to have these conversations on social media like in, you know, the Facebook groups. But, you know, a lot of times it's um, it's it's makeup artists having conversations with makeup artists or so hairstylists having conversations with hairstylists, but it's it's sometimes it's not it's not the makeup artist having the conversation with the everyday woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think that's exactly. what's missing because that everyday woman is going out there. She's going out there. She's buying that, you know, that ruby-ruby lipstick she, Because it's a popular color Not necessarily because it looks great on her But because it's a popular color And I'm not trying to dismack or anything like that But I'm just using it as an example What you were saying in Nigeria But um, but it's And even even when we saw the lines For um, When we saw the lines for uh, For uh, Fenty Beauty The day that came out in Sephora You know, people talked about How the lines were From inside the store at at the display to all the way outside the store in the mall, you know, Um, and the day that I checked it out, which was, I mean, literally later that day or the next day, and all of the dark shades were gone. So I don't understand how a brand or how Sephora or whoever else can say that women aren't buying those darker shades and that those lighter shades are what's popular and what's selling. Those darker shades were never in stock at the at the Sephora in my area. For literally, I mean literally, they're just getting the darker shades back in about a month ago. And this line was out last year. Yep, last summer for a, a, about a year to be exact. So, you know, I don't know. All I know is. You know, we, we've got a lot of, we have more discussions to have, and I think we need to share what we can with one another as artists, but then take that information and go to um, your everyday woman, your general population, and making sure that those women are, are being educated on what's happening in this industry with cosmetics. And then Absolutely. I think you'll start to see a little less foolishness. You know what I mean? hmm and, I agree. You know, and people will really start being inclusive for the right reasons. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's it right there. So you're right. See. Well, that's the end of tonight's show. We have run out of time and um, we'll do it all over again next Sunday night. Again, our guest is D'Angelo uh, Thompson. She'll be here Um Talk about his career and his book, Enhanced Beauty for Teens. We'll be back again 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, you want to tell them quickly how to follow us? Sure, you can follow us on all of our social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. On Facebook, we are Beauty Talk Online Radio. On Instagram, we are Beauty Underscore Talk Underscore Media. And on Twitter, we are beauty underscore talk. And then you can follow Janice and I both um, on our social medias, the same three social medias. And um, you can follow me. I'm Denise Tunnell. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. That's two N's, two L's. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, (laughs) you name it all at the same name at Denise Tennell and you can follow Janice. She's on all those social same social media networks. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr at Janice Tennell, J A N I C E T U N N E L L. All right. So with that being said, we'll chat with you guys next Sunday night. Everyone have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.